Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, welcome to Cloud and Blue and our first post-match reaction of the new season. Would you believe it? It only feels like five minutes ago we uh, had the Brighton game we were talking about. Here we are talking about the first pre-season game. Joining me to talk about Aston Villa's first game today is John Townley, live well, reporting back from the, the Poundland Westcott Stadium, is it, these days? Uh, how's things over there, John? Yeah, doing well, thank you. Yeah, season's only around the corner now, or four weeks, but it'll go quickly. And as you say, the Brighton game was months ago, but it feels like it was weeks ago, doesn't it? So first preseason game today, so not a whole lot to sort of report on, but it's nice to be back and nice to get back in the into the groove of it all again. So yeah, looking forward to the next uh, couple of weeks as well. I mean, it's classic preseason fodder, isn't it? We're not going to go yeah. too in depth here on, on any kind of particular uh, subject as a whole. As you know, last season we were doing an hour post match. For those that didn't see our kind of end of season review and things like that last season, we are kind of tweaking these videos going forwards. That most of the stuff we do now is pre recorded and edited to kind of try and be a bit more professional. The live streams will be kind of for the post match show, and we're going to try and tighten those up a little bit to be thirty minutes, thirty five minutes, and now off. We run over more often than not, but specifically for pre-season as well, we are going to try and keep these tight to 20, 25 minutes max because, like we said, we're not going to go in detail into too many things. Because ultimately, I always feel like pre-season's kind of irrelevant. If we had a loss today, I'm going to come on here and be moaning about it because it, it's ultimately a training session, isn't it? It's, if we were watching the bleep tests that Villa were doing or whatever they call it these days, you go, well, I'm not going to take anything from that even. It's, it's kind of the same, really. So I understand it was your first game as Villa reporter properly I know again it's only pre-season but it's nice to get there and, and be involved in that and it is nice to be back isn't it that's the kind of feeling really Villa are back Una Emery is back the boys are back eager to get started basically yeah today was very very much that sort of first game and it was very slow quite sluggish to start with um the most energy in the game was when all the youngsters came on <laughs> so <laughs> yeah I mean there's there is there isn't too much we can take from from it um I actually think Maybe we've put in that Valencia game towards the end, or it is now our last preseason game, isn't it? Mm. So I got a feeling maybe that one was put in, even though it was just after, even though it's just after Lazio. Sorry, because we're missing so many of our senior players at the moment. So yeah, yeah and you could tell that on the pitch day again. Although we are um, lacking fitness uh, compared to where we would be in the middle of the season, should we say? There was. Um, clear look, sort of teething issues between build-up and things like that and I'm not trying to be negative but that's just an obvious thing you know if you've drawn to Walsall it's not going to be perfect is it so yeah but uh, again there's not too much you can take from it I, I think it was literally just one of those um yeah good for fitness and for the players who got on the pitch today and for the youngsters as well to get a, you know a feeling for it 
Um, but it's kind of pointless to look at anything else in a, in a, in a way. You, you, we have five more games, three against Premier League opposition, and then a good Serie A team and uh, Valencia. So those are the games that are going to be available for Emery to use his full squad apart from a couple of injured players. Mm, yeah. Um, and in that, he can then tweak things and work on uh, different systems and different tactics. But today, you you can't do that when you have um, so many academy players and returning loanees like Morgan Sanson and and, and mm. others as well who might not feature next season. So it's yeah, it was just a sort of fitness exercise. It's so one of those things that you you almost there's nothing you can really take from today that you'll learn to face Newcastle no. next week. Never mind Newcastle for the first game of the season, like the next preseason game. It's kind of decide oh, yeah. to play today. We'll probably never play again together. Do you know what I mean? It's just a, a random yeah. collection of players kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, I, I never read too much into preseason. You can be very good in preseason and then start the season terribly yeah. and vice versa. So it's all about yeah. fitness. You don't want to get in any further injuries, uh, team chemistry, those kind of things. I've seen a lot of moaning on social media this afternoon about certain players, and it's like it's the first game of preseason. Like the players who have played as well. I feel like the break between last season and this has been fairly short. So everyone's played a lot of football, a lot of internationals still away that, that won't, haven't come back yet, like the likes of McGinn. Uh, the new signs obviously aren't in there at the moment, Torres and Tielemans. It's just, I can't read anything into this first game. It's, I almost felt like if this, why are we doing a podcast about it, that kind of vibe, because like, I don't want to go in depth on it. I've said like, some of the moan I've seen, I just don't get I want to kind of focus on the positives and some of the youth players that have come through. But yeah, yeah, it's the first game, so I'm excited to get back, basically. That's why we're doing this. Yeah, I, there's nothing you can take from it, but in pre-season games, apart from, as I say, those little tactical tweaks and building little relationships on the pitch and team bonding as well, so nothing mm. that you're going to see um, in terms of results, in a way. like Again, we won all of our games apart from one. I think we drew to Man United last summer, and that wasn't the best preparation at all. And we could tell that, by the way. When we were watching the games in Australia, We most people, or at least I was thinking... There's no sort of clear identity here. We're not building anything where we were last season. So that's what you want to see uh, in pre-season. And then over the next five games, hopefully that is um, what we can take from it rather than results. Results really don't matter. So, yeah, today was about fitness um, and literally nothing more. (laughs) Whereas the other games, you wanted fitness and a bit of tactics and things like that. So, yeah, yeah, digging out players and stuff, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure that's the the sort of um, the minority. Of course, yeah. Villa's back on a Saturday. There's going to be sort of reactions to everything that the, the fans have seen, and they're completely entitled to it as well. But again, I think everyone's aware that it's just a pre-season game, and it's the first one, and half mm. the squad wasn't even there anyway. Yeah, these these first ones for me are: Do we get to see the new signings? What's the new kit look like in the flesh? What's it look like on the players rather than, than in photographs? That's that's yeah. literally all I care about in these first couple. It's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, cool. Villa drew. Okay. Yeah, nice. Who played? Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, it's two obviously very different teams. A lot of youngsters coming on in the second half. But like we said, that that first team that started as well, kind of focused on those a little bit. Diego Carlos played an hour, was it, I think, which is obviously great for his recovery, his first start since the injury last August, which is quite a big deal in itself in, in some ways. Uh, Ollie Watkins scoring from a penalty, also a, a nice little thing as well. Yeah. Out of the players that started the gang, so we'll talk about the youngsters separately in a little bit. Who impressed you this afternoon? Let's focus on some positives. I was impressed by the three youngsters actually in the starting lineup. Starting lineup. Um, I mean, obviously Marshall was obviously in goal too, but uh, I thought Feeney was good. He played on the left side of the defence and he's right-footed. And although their goal looks like it's kind of come from like a sloppy area, he couldn't quite work his work his feet to 
uh, moved the ball away from danger. Uh, he dealt with their striker, Danny Johnson, who's a good player. He dealt with him well uh, and was safe and composed on the ball. I thought Tim Rubinum was also really good. Mm. You could tell already that that loan helped him a lot compared to where he was previously. We only saw him in a couple of cameos uh, in the Premier League, to be fair, uh, and in cup competitions. But you could tell that he was more confident and sort of mature in possession, I'd mm. say. He was driving past players and using his uh, physicality because he's, he's he's a big lad for 20 I, years old. Like I was going to say, have you noticed anyone physically bigger or stronger? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Aaron Ramsey too. Um, Philly Jean's very quick. But yeah, mm. Tim... Tim looked really good today, I thought. He only had 45 minutes. I'm surprised he got subbed because Emery made only three subs at half-time and he was one of those. Uh, Aaron Ramsey also came off at half-time. Didn't kind of get into it too much in the first half. But Philly Jean was good, I thought, as well. Obviously, he won the penalty in the sec- uh, towards the end of the first half. Mm. And he grew in, uh, grew in confidence in the game as well, which is good to see. But I think for players like that, you, you need to test him in the Premier League as well now because, again, if, you don't want to be... I don't want this to kind of turn into a negative, but while these are only League Two players, I don't doubt that Philly Jean Bernays could sort of run rings around them and he should be able to do that if he wants to be playing in the Premier League. And that's not yeah. being, again, negative at all. I'm just saying that, you know, it's good to see and hopefully he'll get the opportunity to be doing that. Um, and those guys that had successful championship like, spells, that's already two yeah, levels above Walsall's opposition yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. So they yeah. should already be better than those, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we know that they're a level above the level that we played today anyway, but it's just good to see them do it, uh, doing it in Claret and Blue and with, you know, Yorley Watkins, Tim played next to Louise today. So for those players, they wouldn't have played with that level of player yeah, almost at all in their career. So this is why pre-season is good because those youngsters get an opportunity to um, play with better players, which will probably make them better and the things mm. that they do well will probably come off more so, um, more so than not. So, yeah, uh, lots of positives from the first half, it wasn't a sort of, sort of, I don't know, like an all-action game, Villa controlled. Most of it, as you'd expect, didn't make too many chances. Uh, Warsaw got their goal from a set piece and a, a bit of a defensive lapse from Villa. Um, but no, I, I think the youngsters will be pleased with how they played and especially in the second half as well. You know, the eight or so that came on, mm. all impressed as well. Talk me through the goal then, uh, Jaden Philogene does does very well, obviously, to, to win the penalty. And we talked a little bit towards the back end of last season about Villa not really having a penalty taker. Good finish, Molly Watkins, as well, isn't it? It's a, it's a nice little yeah. uh, thing to note down there. Villa seem to have improved on penalties over the summer. Yeah, when the pressure's off, <laughs> yeah. really, it was a really good penalty from, it's good finish, yeah. from Watkins. Yeah, really good goal. And again, Phil Jean, say, grew in confidence in the second half and it came towards the end. Um, so, yeah, that's a positive. It's a shame we couldn't make too much more in the game uh, from open play, but I think that's sort of a byproduct of lots of changes, a lack of fitness. Mm-hmm. And lots of different things. So yeah, and to be let's credit Warsaw as well. I actually thought they played very well. They as I say, previously Villa would turn up here and win three or four nil despite whoever they're playing um in their eleven. So I thought that they actually played well themselves. So we'll give credit to them too. There's a comment here from Danny who says O'Reilly and Caden Young look sharp in the second half. I was gonna come on to Tommy O'Reilly. There seems to be a real kind of excitement about him. I think he looks like a kind of tidy footballer, I think. Yeah. I've mentioned a few times about a lot of youngsters on in the second half. I think it was six or seven changes, was it, in the kind of second batch of substitutions? It was eight. Was it eight? Maybe was eight. O'Reilly the one that was kind of like the standout of those for you? I think they were all very good in their own way. I, th- I thought Lamar, Lama, is it? Bogard. Uh, he moved into... Yeah. Yeah, he moved into right back and I thought he was excellent, really good. And he made he had a good um, relationship with Caden Young down that right wing mm. for about half an hour, I think, that they had on the pitch, 25 minutes or so. 
Um, and yeah, Tom O'Reilly, really clean footballer, excellent technique. He, he can shift it well, really nice left foot too. So yeah, there's a lot of promise in those players. Uh, Patterson came on in midfield, Travis Patterson. Uh, Amari Kellyman came into uh, the striker position instead of Watkins and Tom O'Reilly kind of dovetailed off him. So it was an advanced role for him. Mm. Young was on the right, Bogard right back. And then you had Ben Kashini and um, Seb Revan on, on the left side as well. So yeah, a lot of changes at that point in the game, but they all held their own really well. So I, I presume most of them will be going on loan next season, or at least uh, some of them. And I was going to ask yeah. you about about their future. Sorry, I, didn't talk. I was going to ask you about their futures. Obviously, it's based off one preseason game. We'll ask you this also as a comment from Lynn, who asked who who number fifty six was. I don't know if you got a team sheet near nearby where you might be able to look up who was fifty six for Villa. Um, but yeah, the kind of the future for these young players. That yes, it's only based on one game against Warsaw, but you'd expect a lot of them to still be involved throughout the rest of uh, Villa's preseason. And if they're good enough to go off and forge careers throughout the football league, if they're not quite good enough for Aston Villa as an academy that's Villa being a successful kind of um, club yeah. that looks after itself. So whilst they might all they might not all go on to have stellar careers for Aston Villa for us in the Premier League, in the top six, top four, wherever Villa want to be in the in the future, if Villa can develop good people and good footballers for the football league, whether that's Championship, League One, League Two, or, or, or further afield uh, across the continent or wherever, that's a good thing for the club as well. And it, it looks like whatever... We kind of suggest about these six, seven, eight, nine players, Ruben, um, Archer, Bogard, whoever it is, they all look like a, a talented bunch, which is somewhere we've probably not really been with Villa for 10 years, maybe. Yeah, that's the, the sort of the point in the academy. You know, you need players to come through like Jacob Ramsey has, like Jack Grealish has, uh, and many others that I can't think off the top of my head right now. But um, if they're not going to have careers at Villa, then they can step down to the Championship or in the AFL. And they can listen they all develop at the at different times as well i think that's key so that will also have an impact on where or who comes in under emery and plays more often than not and who will be sent out on loan and different things like that but i think certainly if you look in the midfield right now where we have um kamara telemans and louise we know that villa want another midfielder there if dendonk is sold i think tim can step up into that position and play games, whether it be in the cup, off the bench in the Premier League, um, in the Conference League as well. I think there's a position there for him. And he doesn't have to play every game, but I think that would be the right thing for his development. And yes, in the season of the Championship, that would do him the world of good too. But I just think De Villa needs to be spending money in that position when when we know we, we you know we can't be spending money all the time. If we're mm. getting in 10 million, say, for Dendonka, can we keep that as 10 million profit rather than then spending 15 to 20 million on another midfielder? We'll see. But yes, yeah, some of the other lads are much younger, like Caden Young, I think 17 or maybe he's 18. Now. I'm not totally sure, to be fair. Um, Bogard as well, come back off loan in the summer from Bristol Rovers. And say, I thought he was really good. Both of them on the right channel looked looked really handy. So yeah, very impressive. Um, mm. Yorkers today. And I think that's the main takeaway and, I'm glad it was in a way because this is their opportunity to have their little moment. And yeah. again, this isn't just them playing to play in the first team. This is them to prove to the um, academy staff and loan staff that they can be playing at high level, yeah. um, for example. So, yeah. Yeah, like we said, these these guys are going to be more involved in the squads for the rest of pre-season, but it's not that these youngsters are going to be playing 
35, 40 minutes in, in each game because the, the further Villa go in their uh, preparations, it's more likely that it's the, the team that will start the season or so it should be. But you know, for this game specifically, in, in, in Warsaw's kind of the classic friendly, isn't it? For these guys, it's a big deal for them and to not have it, obviously as Villa fans, we want to see all aspects of the club, whether it's youth or, or whatnot, but for them not to be overshadowed by, oh, it's Pau Torres day, like he played today and we were talking all about him, like the youngsters have had their moment and, and that's a nice thing as well. But yeah. we also get that excitement of fans that, the Newcastle friendly or the Fulham friendly will be Papao Torres Day or Yuri Tielemans Day and we get to see these exciting new players as well. Um, what do you think of the shirt and the badge and the training kit and all those kind of things? I know it's not really a, a question I'd throw you away normally because we talk about football but again, it's the first game of pre-season. It's the first time we see the kit on the players. That's always like a little thing for me to, to kind of point out for and I love all the training stuff. That's usually what the kind of stuff I would buy because I kind of get more wear out of it. So a little quarter zip thing that Una I was wearing. I was like, mm, fancy a bit of that. Before we talk about my quarters, if then. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I, the training shirt that they had when they were warming up. So I suppose it's the pre match shirt rather than mm. the training shirt. That's nice. That was yeah. very, it looked very similar to the Luke Roper strip, mm. you know, with the little blue um, under the armpit sort of going down to the waist. Yeah. That looked really nice. Um, when they were training, you thought if you put a sponsor on that and a badge, then that could easily be a really nice home kit. So, yeah, I'll be honest, I didn't actually pay too much attention to the home shirt when we, when they were playing. I was concentrating on what was going on. But Yeah, you were doing your actual job. I was just looking at the kit. <laughs> no, but when the, so the pre-match shirt, I, I thought it was really neat. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what the awake it looks like. That, I would presume, would be released. In America, we don't know that for sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> that from a business point of view, again, based off what we did last year, we were on Valley Away show in Australia on the tour, the big kind of the fanfare of doing it somewhere different. You'd imagine we didn't plan it today. We wouldn't probably we probably wouldn't play against it in it against Newcastle because normally we're playing Claret Blue against Newcastle because they play in white and black. So you'd expect at some point during the tour for us to release an away kit. I would suspect. Yeah, I don't know. If don't know anything, but I, I would presume guess. we'd play in it. But then that would mean Fulham wearing and their away shirt, and Brentford would have to wear a completely different colour as well. Because well, we don't know what colour is, right? is John. It could be any colour. It might not clash with Fulham's home coat. I'm giving it a different angle. Here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, you are correct. If it's not released in America, you'd, you'd expect Ollie Watkins and. Uh, Douglas Lewis to be coming down the, the escalator at Star City. So. <laughs> I'd love for him to, to redo that. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it for the Warsaw game in terms of specific kind of match moments and stuff. As we said, it's a run out. It's a training session, basically. Are there uh, any comments from fans no, I can't no, see on my thing? No, though, not really. A couple are just about like the kids and it's pre-season, etc. Liam was asking about number 56, but I assume you've not come back to it, so you don't know. <laughs> I actually don't know who number 56 <laughs> My team sheet's in my bag, so... Okay. I would get it. Um, let's just quickly wrap up there and talk about the the US trip. I mean, people want us to talk about transfers and things like that, but this is not the the time for that. There's moving parts happening, of course, because that's the the nature of transfers and the transfer window. And more will become clear in the coming days. You would expect before Villa jet off to the US, whenever that is. Um, so maybe for people who who aren't aware of what this kind of US tour is, do you want to kind of have a bit of a roundup of? when Villa fly out or who we play, what the kickoff times are, is it available on TV? Like, can we kind of like a nice summary yeah. of what to expect over the next 10 days or whatever it is? Yep. So Premier League Summer Series, it's Villa, Newcastle, Fulham, Brighton, Brentford, Chelsea, I think are all the teams that are there. Obviously, we play it, Newcastle. Sorry, was it Leeds at one point? And then they've obviously changed that because they've gone down. 
Might have been. I'm, I'm sure, sure Leeds win it to begin with. And it was like, oh, they could go down. So Premier League series with Leeds looks weird. So they must, Brighton must now be able yeah, to place those. Possibly. Um, obviously, we don't play Chelsea or Brighton. We're only playing Newcastle, Fulham and Brentford. I mean, the kickoff times are weird because it's... So USA time, it'll be on... Um, when would that be? It would be... Hold on, let me just get my calendar out. <clears throat> so it'll be Sunday night USA time or midnight Monday that we play Newcastle. That's in... Uh, Philadelphia, I believe. Yeah. I think all the, all the stadiums hold, you know, more than forty thousand. Yeah, I've I've been doing like the graphic be... the graphics for the, yeah. the, the like the match day poster things this afternoon when I was on shift and we're playing in some nice stadiums. Uh, yeah, yeah, like even the obviously the Valencia one as well. Like there's some nice stadiums yeah. coming up for you to go to. Yeah. So I don't know how that will look when Villa play like Brentford. I don't think that will be like a sell out if it's a 50,000 stadium but we'll see mm. but anyway so uh, Monday night mid or oh, Monday midnight should we say Newcastle that's on Sky Sports they're all on Sky Sports Fulham against Villa is on Thursday midnight so Wednesday USA night mm. and then <laughs> Brentford is on Sunday at midday I believe um, Sunday the 30th so in two weeks time but yeah, Villa are obviously going over there mainly for um, you know warm weather training. It's thirty three degrees where where they go in Washington, Philadelphia, Maryland, and Orlando. The three destinations they'll be sort of training in, I suppose, and playing in. So yeah, I, I mean, we'll see what comes of it. I'm, I'm interested more so just to see what happens in the games because those are three games that you can really test things on because mm. those are Premier League players and yeah, you want to compare yourself to where we are fitness-wise to other teams and the whole squad will be back then apart from obviously a couple of injured members. Who knows, there might be a couple of additions halfway through. So yeah, looking forward to it and we'll have lots of content as well. So that's always a bonus. Yeah, we'll be doing plenty of stuff over the next um, two or three weeks as we get into the pre-season uh, swing of things. Obviously, this has only been the first post-match reaction of the season. Uh, the, we said we wanted to keep these tight throughout the course of the season, not just today. Um, so I think we will wrap it up there. We've, we've t- spoken about Warsaw, we've spoken about the kids, the kit, what's coming up over uh, the US and then the next few weeks' worth of content as well. We'll be doing these post-match shows so say like if we, it's, you say like Sunday night, Monday morning. So as it you, through Sunday it gets to midnight, that's kick off here in in England, which is technically Monday morning. Yeah. So we're not going to be doing a post match podcast at like three a.m. UK time Monday morning. We'll do something as early that, as we can, probably midday on Monday. There'll be a post match show for 25, 30 minutes for each of those games we just mentioned, but it'll obviously be several hours after the event because of time zones. We might be able to do the Brentford one slightly earlier, possibly, but it still could be the next day. Um, and then obviously Lazio is at Warsaw again, so that could be a nighttime podcast. Uh, and Valencia again is probably going to be the day after as well. So we're doing something for each of the games, but we can't kind of nail down that it's going to be this time in this place. It's a little bit play by ear. And um, once the season kicks off, it'll be post-match shows immediately after the game, like like always. Um, so John, thank you for joining me for this one. Thanks for the comments and, and for the the live viewers for for jumping on as well. If you're catching up with this on YouTube, leave a comment down below, subscribe to the channel and help us grow and keep up to date with all those podcasts coming up. 
listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave reviews, five stars, please, if, if possible. And they will help, help us get out to a wider audience and find and serve more Villa fans as well. So, yeah, thanks everyone for watching. Uh, we'll be back this week coming up with, with more content between now and the Newcastle game next Sunday slash Monday morning. Uh, so keep an eye on everything. Thank you very much for watching and we'll see you all very soon. Yeah.